0: Uh, The Shins, O Inverted World, debut album, uh, released on June 19th, 2001, to critical acclaim. (laughs) The album contains the songs Caring is Creepy and New Slang, both of which appeared in the 2004 film Garden State, which we know is Ah. the greatest film that was ever made in the history of the entire world. Um, O Inverted World placed... Number 35 on the Paz and Jop critics poll, which... <laughs> what is shit? that? <laughs> <laughs> who the hell? I don't know. Never heard of it. Online music magazine Pitchfork placed O Inverted World on the number 115 on their list of 200 albums of the 2000s. So, again, another never heard of mm. it. Um, The project began as a way to explore three-minute pop songs with conventional chord structures. Mm. Much of the album was required prior to the sub-pop deal in Mercer's basement. So what's his name? James Mercer?
1: James Mercer.
0: He's the main dude. He recorded in his basement, then he got a deal with sub-pop, who did the and Mm. other bands. So uh, new slang proved to be a stealth hit. Helping Oh Inverted World move over, move over a hundred thousand copies within two years uh, considered remarkable for an independent label. Sub Pop had hoped that the album would sell ten thousand copies. So, wow,
2: that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's a lot for for an album recorded
1: in your basement by one dude. You know, those crop up from time to time
2: in music, but. It just keeps happening, you know. If you put out, I mean, it's my opinion. If you if you record a good album,
1: it doesn't matter whether it's recorded well in a multi-million-dollar studio or it's recorded
2: well on a four-track touch cam in your bedroom. Good songs, good songs, right? Hmm. Like if you took, let's take uh,
1: Guns and Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Right. Take those take those songs and put it in a shed with four microphones, one pointed at the drums and one at the you know,
2: a couple at the guitar amps and Axel's got a mic. You think it's still gonna still gonna hit pace? You think it's it'll still be a hit album or hit ish album? Hit ish. Hit ish? Yeah. Alright. Like,
0: this didn't sell, didn't sell a billion records like some of the al- other albums we talked about. It was an underground-y thing that popped up to the surface and crossed over and got into a movie and sold more than they expected, but so it was recorded in a basement. And the first things that really struck me is, like, the drums change every song. And, and my <laughs> first thought was it sounded like they'd rec- I thought they'd recorded this in their mum's kitchen. And, like, mum would go to work in the morning, they'd set up the drums and record everything, and then at night mum would come home and they'd have to put everything away so mum mm-hmm. could cook dinner, and then the next day they are bring everything out and then they'd forget where they positioned everything, and so everything sounds mm-hmm. totally different from song to song. So that, those... Those drums in particular, that this
2: so different all over the place. I found it. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, this, this is a record where,
1: you know, I mean, my history with it. I I was in the states in two thousand
2: three, and two thousand three, two thousand four, somewhere in there. Like a couple of years after this thing came out. You said it was two thousand one, yeah. 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 Did I? And yeah. Hey. I'm sure you did. And, yeah.
1: uh, you know, somebody there just recommended, hey, you know, you should check out The Shins. It was The Shins and that, and another band that you'd hate, Iron and Wine, right? The real folky stuff. Now, like, check out these bands. And because I thought this person was cool, I was like, oh, this must be cool. I checked them out and it just, you know, right place, right time album. Right, and I just put it on at the start, and I listened to it all the way through. This is, you know, summer in America, love and life, meeting good people. and this was one of the albums that was there, and so, you know, on re-listening it, re to it for this, I just put it on at track one, and I listened to it all the way to the end. And then, like I go, oh, yep, yeah, there's the song that was on Garden State, you know, new slang, whatever was the big hit. But to me, it's just one album. I just put it on and listen to it. And I, I don't, it's almost like you don't differentiate. Like you are saying, you're listening to the different drum sounds. To me, I'm, I'm not hearing it. I'm just hearing the album just sort of goes from one end to the other. And there's no, I guess there's no highlight. There's not many peaks and flows. It's just the shins is on. You know, it's good. It's catchy, little jingles, but there's no, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be able to say to you, hey man, you go, if you listen to The, the Shins, you got to listen to Caring is Creepy or something. I don't even remember the track titles. I'm just like, it's The Shins. It's the bluish album, Oh, Inverted World, put it on. It's in the background. Just good memories.
0: If you like one song, you'll like all of it, really, isn't it? Like, Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. If you like the style,
0: yeah. And yeah, it's like, no- uh, for me, for me, you just put it on, like you say, you play it from beginning to end. If you like the first song, you're going to like the whole album. There's not, <laughs> yeah. there's variation, there's slow songs, there's fast songs, Yeah, but it's all kind of the same spirit the whole way through, isn't it? Like, yeah, sure. nothing yeah. that throws you out of it and goes, oh, that doesn't belong there. Well, that's that's right. weird or it's deviated. It's all just a constant flow and it's, there's a couple of standout tracks, but there's nothing. Mm. And there's the good tracks, but there's no bad really, is there? That's this right. It all just yep. clicks along. I think it's
1: a good solid, solid listen. And the way I think of the shins is I go up, upbeat music, like it's all quite poppy and rhythmic, but yep. then the lyrics are real sort of melancholy, like real melancholy. and uh, But it, it fits that juxtaposition of the two. The thing that with the Shins, you know, I think they're like five or six albums into their career now. Now I probably would have done, I stuck with them for three albums. I've seen them live a couple of times. Great live band, man. We saw them in Auckland at the power station and they smashed it. Like just, they had a huge, they had obviously, you know, there's James Mercer and it was the original three other guys. And then a couple of sort of, you know, percussionist and, Keyboard musicians or whatever, but it was just a wicked sound, and they were great. But then I found after their third record, it was sort of the same sound, just recorded better. You know how this one was done in the mum's kitchen, and they had to pack everything up. In the second album, there, at you know sub pop was footing the bill, and it was slightly better recorded. Same kind of songs, and then the third one they had heaps of money, and it's perfectly recorded, but it's the same stuff, just recorded better. And so there was no evolution, and so I bailed. I don't know what they're doing now. I know they've done a couple more albums, but I, haven't, I don't think I've even heard their latest stuff. It's because um, I felt like
2: they weren't going anywhere.
0: I've dug some information on that. It's an interesting thing. I've heard some guys I follow, um, he's in a lot of bands, and he normally does maybe one, but sometimes two or three albums with the band and moves on because he's like, just runs out of steam after a while, like you've heard mm. that combination of musicians together, yeah, they've done everything they can. they just knock it on the head and go on to another project mm. and I guess that's what you're saying with the shins is they just uh kept repeating you know, you know, there's them, no, there's no evolution 100 I pony. guess they
1: were like yeah this this is the this is the uh
0: the formula that's
1: got us you know our sub pop record label and this is the formula that's got us in movies and this is the formula that keeps people you know streaming on spotify or whatever which i you know works sometimes i suppose but if you want i mean i like music that continues to challenge you and grows you know like fuck you think of you know go classic go the beatles right uh, no, Definitely it's it's almost album. cliche. It's almost cliched now, though. But right, you got ten years or eight years, even sixty-two to sixty-nine, when they recorded those ten albums, and they went from fucking Love Me Do to Sergeant Pepper, you know, in the space of four years, five years. So now scalter. modern, that's right. Yeah, modern bands they're putting out, you know, let's let's say roughly an album every two years or three years, and in the case of the Shins. Since two thousand and one to now, two thousand twenty one, same sound, you know. Mm. Which, uh, I don't know. You want you want to be challenged, but then you also have to stay within the realms of of what you've created as a band. I mean, you can go off too far and and lose listeners that way. So you've got to have some restraints. And I mean, I guess you know we've talked about Metallica. Metallica's always. Metallica, really, right? The only thing they changed was their production, like Saint Anger or whatever. I suppose would have been the biggest left field that turned off even hardcore fans, right? You have to admit Saint Anger is probably the lower of the Metallica albums.
0: Um, I I I don't know how much I want to deviate away from the shins, in this, but <laughs> there was a big progression in Metallica, like maybe you know, to my heavy metal ears. You know, it was pretty thrash metal and then more refined thrash metal, then more refined yep. again. Then so there was a black album. There was growth, and, right? Yeah, they slowed it all down and shortened the songs and made it a bit more accessible. Cool, but they're
1: still within that hard rock Lode, framework, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Load was more pentatonic scale bass written songs. Um Saying Anger went their new metal kind of away, and now they're back to their roots again, kind of a thing. Like There is a lot right. of change
1: so in, in, in In reflection with that, you're, you're saying the change, and then if we go to the shins, they're just the shins, right? The sin, the shins, no, you go you go Metallica Metallica had its thrash metal phase, and it had its hard rock phase, and it had its grunge phase, and then it had its, I don't know what it's in now, its, it's epic cinematic phase. But the shins are like Here's a Shins album. Great. I know exactly what I'm getting. <laughs> you know, there's no it's just Shins.
0: But it got um, old for you.
1: Yeah, real fast. Yeah. I think Well, but much like anything, every, every musical genre, every artist has its place. You know, like I'm a massive Bob Dylan fan, but I'm not going to every day go, fuck, yeah, I'm slapping on blood on the tracks because it doesn't fit
2: the mood, right? I think the Shins is a big mood band. Yeah, is
0: it more of the same in the later albums? But they didn't have the special hit single for you, like that special song that stands out, like New Slang, like on this album. Where you,
1: Uh, you know, like like I said, listening to this album, it's all just it's the album. It's there's no standout track. New Slang, I only pointed out because it was in Garden State and it was sort of singled out in that, you know, in the classic scene where boy meets girl. And that song's, you know, the defining moment in that scene. So that's why it's memorable. But I couldn't, I couldn't sit here without a track listing in front of me and pick out, you know, hey, track three is this and track seven is this. I don't know. Just put yeah, on the album.
0: I'd have that trouble with that too. But being kind of more like the hard rock metal kind of a dude, for me, new slang is the song that you hear and you go, oh, that's a brilliant song and draws you in. Mm-hmm. It's the single. And the rest of them, there's good ones. There's ones that stood out a bit more to me, like Caring is Creepy is another one. Mm. Uh, But then there's a few others where it's just kind of the the background tracks that get you through and they're good. They're good. They're They're really good. Mm.
1: You have to admit, you know, we can say, um, write a song in the style of The Shins. It's pretty unique, right? The Shins is kind of The Shins. It's... It's hard to compare. That's what I found real refreshing when I first heard them. It was real lo-fi
2: pop, but with a little bit of a a grungy aesthetic to it. But, you know, it was kind of the indie
1: hipper Weezer once Weezer went (laughs) mainstream. I don't know. That's what I enjoyed about the Shins. They were just well-crafted songs. The dude obviously has,
2: you know, some musical talent. Um, and yeah, right place, right time for sure. Mm.
0: So, was this the sellout album, Brad? <laughs> Mercer was <laughs> James Mercer was positive in licensing the song to a variety of media. Talking about New Zealand, confirming to New York Times, he received more money from touring and licensing than record sales. Uh, New slang was featured in McDonald's advert that aired during the 2002 Winter Olympics, which led to criticism from several corners among those independent music fans and the band's own hometown. Yeah, so they made money and people got pissed off with them.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's total shocking. pocket syndrome. No, nobody Don't likes dear, people making money. How dare,
0: yeah. oh,
1: how dare they? Yeah,
0: how dare they? I bags.
1: think any, any struggling new band... <laughs> Should be allowed to haul themselves out to whatever they want. If you can, if you've got a song that McDonald's wants to use and they want to pay you X amount of money, sweet Lord Jesus, put some money in your bank account.
0: If, this,
2: if, this
0: you would know, if, the peak of downloading like um, LimeWire and all that stuff, your albums getting yeah. ripped off on the internet. The only way to make money is touring and the licensing.
1: Damn right. And if yeah. you're a nobody, right? If you're in a little hometown, I don't know where they're from. Are they Seattle? She's, Who knows? Uh, if, you, if you're a bumpkin nobody and you're not selling any records, you're going to make money if you want to be in the industry. Pull
2: yourself out.
0: Yeah. I think it sucks that people think musicians are the only people in the world that shouldn't make money or they're not serious about what they're doing.
2: <sighs> mm. Well, I think of uh, remember Bikurunga Right, she had no one I in the know, world knows who
0: you're talking about.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, but she, you know, uh, independent New Zealand artist who got somehow got her song in fucking American Pie soundtrack, and now mm-hmm. she's living in Paris and living a good life, all off revenue from that one stinking song. Well, yeah. so it seems. So it looks can't like Garden back it up State with any paperwork. Is-
0: Particularly good with them for them. Um, New Slang was reper- repurposed when it was prominently featured in the film Garden State. And a scene from the film, Natalie Portman tells Zach Braff, This song will change your life. Uh, Mercer says the song changed everything for the group, causing the first two albums to sell more than twice what they had sold prior to the film's debut. Almost overnight, the shins became indie rock icons.: <sighs>
2: Thanks, Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Yeah,
1: I like the film. It's a good film, future episode of the
2: podcast, but Can't um, it. I don't know if I saw it. It's you know what? Uh, Garden State is exactly what you'd
1: expect from a fanboy of the shins making a film. That's kind of what it feels like. You know, all the music in it is that similar lo-fi sub-pop soundtrack. And so I can see why it hit a chord with, you know, so many people. And then that pivotal scene has that song and everybody goes, Oh, the cool guy from scrubs and Natalie Portman are telling me I should like this music. I'm going to go buy it. And that's what happened. And then, you know, those people, buy it, like it, feel part of a scene, tell their friends to like it. Exactly what happened with me. You get pulled in. Oh, this is what the hip people are listening to. It's the fucking shins. And I still feel cool that I say I listen to
0: the shins. You didn't, uh, you didn't find it through the Garden State movie or someone recommending it to you.
1: No, yes. Yeah, someone recommended it to me. And that was, uh, so I had the shins and iron and wine and then when that film came out on dvd i picked it up because they were in the soundtrack and then it turned out to be a good film so i was kind of reversal but i'm pretty sure that my friend that got me into it got it from garden state you know what i mean Mm.
0: so i think you gave me the cds and i yeah probably for a bit and and came back, and I was I was really into them for a while, and then I sort of forgot about them. Yeah, you
2: know. Yeah, but I, it, you I, know, they really cool. Yeah, it's, and it's just that's still what
1: I think the Shins is now. You know, they're a bigger band, major label, blah blah blah. You know, world touring band when we could travel the world, but they're still. It's still like a good record passed amongst friends you know that's still the shins you know you couldn't walk out you know go to a dinner party and say and say hey everybody aren't the shins great you know 90% of people are gonna go who the fuck are the shins right
0: I think so you it's give still... it to 90% of people and they'll go I like it like yeah like if you're a absolutely. middle head, if you're a rap, reggae guy if you're into country if you're into whatever you'd go that's a good band
1: yeah, I think a lot of people would struggle with the first with this record, O oh, Inverted World," the most because it's the least produced. Yeah, it's real lo-fi, but that's the appeal I think, or was for me, is that it sounded like these guys had recorded it, and I was like, "Back," oh, and it's recorded well, and those songs are great. Whereas your average music listener, you know, they want the polished
2: sound. In order did, to get well, a bit more,
0: more you, You're not really given the choice Because mm. people seek out live albums And all that stuff And, they, and yeah. they've got that spontata- spontaneity And they're a bit different mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah Oh and I
1: saw the Shins live man They they did um Like Pink Floyd covers And all sorts of stuff Like they were just real What I enjoyed about the show Is that They they dirtied up a lot of the songs. So the stuff off Oh Inverted World just sounded so much thicker and crunchier and it was almost like uh, like guitar tones were what you'd think of, like the Blue Album guitar tone. There was a lot of that, like real crunchy, weighty distortion. And it just made, especially the songs off this record and the second one, I remember going,
2: oh, Man,
1: this song never heard it sound so good. And then going back and listening to the album, going, I wish this
2: had the guitars from the live show, yeah, because that was, yeah, they nailed it for sure.
0: And so, having worked on the shins for nearly a decade, Mercer felt exhausted and ready, ready to quit the band. Uh, and something about being he was in the middle, everything, everything revolving around him all the friendship dynamics and stuff and so anyway he sacked everyone in the band (laughs) and uh he he just hired 10 people to like hang around the back Power move yeah he he, he slashed and burned just killed everyone Mm. and said i'm sick of your problems basically (laughs) i guess well
1: i guess when you're the you know you're the brainchild you're the star but you're you know, you've used a moniker of the shins, you know, it is just James Mercer and friends, but he's called it the shins, right? And so here's all the songs. He'd go into his mum's kitchen and he'd lay out his pro tools or his whatever he was using. And he's written everybody's parts. He's like, right, there's the guitar. I know what I'm doing there. And I'm singing. I know what the drums are going to do, but I can't play the drums. So John, can you come in and play the drums on Friday, please? Here's your part. And John would come in and play his part. And then he needs the bass player. So that was the, those were the core four guys. Three of them are just playing what they're told to do. And then they did it again the second time around. And I don't know, it must have been the third or maybe afterwards, after that, where, yeah, he fired everybody. And I guess he could, because he was the main songwriter and probably making all the money and just went, screw you guys, I'm going to get some better players.
0: Well being a band, you might have been splitting the money four or five ways, and this way you can just pay people fifty dollars a week and ten dollar per diem and keep yep. it all for himself.
1: Well, I always wonder there's you know, there's bands like um like Bush, where there's only you know, they're still going and pumping out albums and having hits, but it's just Gavin Rosdale and friends, you know, it doesn't matter who's behind him.
0: He got rid of, of everybody.
1: Right, Yeah, he did. Oh, maybe the drummer's the same. I don't know. But yeah, most of the band's gone. But he's, you know, he is Bush, mm. right? So he can do what he
0: wants. Yeah. I watched some interviews with Mr. Mercer. Um, he said mm. that he enjoyed the idea, he, he enjoyed the works of people who were the auteur, the control of it, but hid behind the facade of being a band. And he wanted to do that. So he basically wanted all the control. He's writing the songs. He's the voice. Um, You can replace the other musicians and get away with it. Um, He also says big regret from this album was the drum sound. He really Mm. hates it. He would like to redo that. Um, But he's basically locked down in COVID now. And been enjoying his time, and his wife's a decorator or something, and uh, he's going out on tour again with the Shins in the coming twenty two.
1: All right, if twenty two is not a dumpster fire like twenty and (laughs) twenty (laughs) one,
0: there's not going to be riots or the invasion of Afghanistan or (laughs) infectious diseases. Maybe perfect.
1: Maybe the Shin should tour the Middle East. Maybe that would solve problems.
0: That'll fix them.
1: (laughs) All right, we deviate.
0: We deviate. Uh, So skip. Yeah, skipability.
1: Yeah. It's a zero for me, man, because I just put it on and get get to the end. I can't think of you know, I might if I put it on, I might get halfway through and then just turn it off, you know, because I'm I'm gonna do other things. But generally with the shins, I'm just chucking on an album and going, like, their later albums, second and third. Yep, I know there's songs I'm gonna, I want to play more than others. But this one, as I said, it's just the album song, really. Put it on, leave it on.
0: Pretty much the same thing, except um, your algebra, it, it, that strikes me as there was a trend at the time where you'd have the ambient music song that (laughs) kind of yeah and it was all that hippy dippy trippy acid trip Mm -hmm. and it sort of fades in wobbles around and fades out again but it's only two and a half minutes long like you don't really that's right and and it's not out of character that's right it's like a little bridge in the middle of the album it's kind of like for me, my finger would kind of hover over the skip button, but then I'd think, <laughs> oh, it's only got another minute left or something. Yeah, you know, You'd think fingers... about
1: walking across the room and, and pushing the button, but then you think it's too far.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of noticed with this, I'd I'd let this album run. And then after a while, I'd realize Spotify's just flipped onto the next album and you can't really tell the beginning yeah. and the end of it all. Yep. It's that's, just the, thing I the noticed shins. was this is recorded well. Oh, it's another album. <laughs> but it's them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think. Yeah, a good place to start with the shins. This is the first album. You just start at the start and work your way through for sure. But skippability of all the tracks. It's clean for me, mate. Absolutely clean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, I'd say finger hover over the skip button on your algebra, but yeah. all right. But um, New Slang would be the song that I would just listen to over and over again.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I uh, based
1: my first test recording at uh, the School of Audio Engineering. We had to do a home studio recording and then make a speech out of it. And I tried to replicate the – what's the instrument? The tambourine sound from New Slang which is essentially just a soft hit tambourine with masses of reverb on it.
2: And, uh, I was successful. I got 98%. So fuck you, Dan. Good story. <laughs> what, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Whenever I tell one of my
1: stories, it gets the end of it and you're like,
0: you got a point to that story. That was one time and there was no point to that story. But this story <laughs> had reverb in it, so it had me like just clinging oh, to every syllable of every perfect. word. That was really interesting. Hey, that that
1: reverb draws you into the space.
0: Um when
1: she do another one of these
0: and you can talk more about reverb.
1: Sure. We have to okay. find another song that has just as much reverb as the tambourine on New Slam.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. We could probably hmm. do a whole Whole episode just on
2: reverb throughout the years. Mm. Sure, Natural has quite and, a haunting um, voice, digital. doesn't Ah, uh, yes. I concur with your statement.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the standout thing for me is his voice just carries it, doesn't it? A lot. And what I was impressed not- with the guitar work as well. The but- it's a lady on guitar on this album. She does a really good job the electric guitars.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was a lady.
0: Well, there you go. I learned well, something. Well, I assume so I because I watched, I watched a Letterman performance and there was a lady on guitar. I thought oh, she's really, really good.
2: Yeah. Maybe it was just one of the guns for hire that he hires behind himself. I mean, it could be. I think I saw... A lineup list, and there was a lady folk on on the guitar guitar machine. But mm. Oh well. The
0: Shins' Converted to... world. What do you give it out of? Um, six hundred and four.
2: of six hundred and four, probably like a five sixty two. Like a great album but I wouldn't put it in my top 20, you know what I mean? And put it on, listen to it, but it's got to be, its you got to be in the mood for the shins. Uh, that's an interesting way of putting it.
0: Um, I, yeah, it comes down to that thing where you play it for a while, you love it madly, and then you kind of forget mm. about it.
2: Yep,
1: bang
0: <laughs> on. Um, nothing it. wrong with it. No, no, nothing wrong at all. But you, you're getting it over and over again. Um,
2: <laughs> it's like, do you want
1: pizza every night of the week for dinner? Pizza's it's, great. I love pizza, but I don't want it all the time.
0: You know, it's those albums you listen to on headphones and you hear something new every time. This is mm. No. <laughs> It's
2: straightforward. You can,
1: you can hear James Mercer's mum cooking
2: in the background when you listen with headphones on. Uh, well, six
0: hundred. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it the four hundred and eighty-four and a half, something like that. Right. Out of so 600. it's it's, yeah, it's over halfway. It's, it's more. It's three quartersy, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, um, I think we've described how we feel about it it's, oh, I mean, here's you just, what There's you, nothing wrong you, with
1: it here's, So I was trying to think I'd lost my train of thought before The Shins, what made them a great What I enjoyed about The Shins at first Is that I had no idea Who they were Who James Mercer was There was no face to the band All I had was an album And that appealed You know, they're they're not on all the magazine covers. There's not all the backstory. There's not who he's having sex with. It was just like a faceless group of dudes making music. And I was like, this appeals. It's kind of like, you know, when you discover a new band, you kind of, you don't know anything about them and you're, you know, you're thirsty for information and there's some mystery there, right? You don't know who these people are. And I think that made the shins better. And once I learned, you know, I saw pictures of James Mercer. I was like, oh, he's bit of an odd-looking guy, and it sort of changes your view
2: of the band and of the record. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had a band like that where it's when they're faceless, it's better?
0: I actually remember listening to Metallica for years, and then I saw um, – oh, shut up, Siri. Shut up. Okay. I remember listening to Metallica for years, and then – someone had a live album of Metallica and you heard James Hatfield just speaking. Mm. It was the first time I just heard him speak. And I was just like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) I didn't know what to make. It shook me
2: for days. Yeah. In a bad way. Yeah, that's it. Uh,
0: I think, I don't know what it was, but his voice was a little bit higher than I expected but
1: It changes your perspective of the band, right? It's like Tool, right? I fucking love Tool. And again, their appeal, and it's still now, their appeal back in the mid 90s when they came out was you didn't know who they were. It was all dark, it was mysterious, right? There was something about it. You could create your own backstory to the band, and these guys are 100% a part of the music, and it all blends together. But then now you look at Tool, Maynard's a fucking wine grower and all their photos, the you know, the drummers in a sports singlet and shorts, and it just doesn't match the music. You know, is when you're a kid and listening to a new album, it's, it's all connected and, you know, you want these people who are creating the music to be, you know, what you imagine them to be. They're, they're a part of it, not, oh, it's just Jim from down the road who likes to shoot hoops, <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah, I think social media has taken away a lot of mystery. Mm. But yeah, I don't know why did we ever think they weren't just regular folk. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I mean, I still build like them to up think they're mind.
1: not. I still like to think they're not. You know, if you can take the time to sit down and create arts uh, like some of these guys do, that's something special. It's not every day. Sure, you're a person and you shit like everybody else, but you create music better than, <laughs> you know, yeah. the the great unwashed for sure.
0: Yeah, I saw people talking about this the other night where they were laughing about seeing James from Metallica holding his wife shopping and wearing flip-flops and, and, and shorts. And yeah, that's, it. Laughing that's not of... image.
1: That's the image. The image, I think image and music is almost inseparable. You know, I think uh, it's it's always going to be part of the package, you know, how you present yourself as part of the music. So, I mean, if I saw, you know, I mean, why doesn't James come out on stage in his flip-flops with his wife to play his gigs, you know, because you've got a character to get into when you're on stage, right? It's
2: like a, it's a play, it's a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, The Shins, O Inverted World. Get it up here. Go and put it on your headphones. Spotify. Check it out. Highly recommended. It's free.
0: Yeah, it's free. Okay. Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you want. We have no idea how
1: it works. We need cash.
0: Yeah. For
1: whores. And... Bet you
0: might. Yeah. Good day. No, tell them the other thing.
1: Oh, what was the other thing? Subscription. Um, Oh, look, you could, you could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure
2: it out. We're new to this. Come on, you guys.